what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You don't cast your pearls before the swine, and you don't give that which is holy to the dogs. It's time for the church to draw a line of distinction between that which is of God and that which is of the world. Come out from among the world and be ye separate saith the Lord, and I will receive you. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of First Kings. The book of First Kings, chapter 18. First Kings, chapter 18. Move down, if you will, to verse 30. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. I want to continue with the subject we started last week. Repairing the broken down altar. Had you been up on top of Mount Carmel on this particular day, you would have seen the showdown of the ages. The showdown between God and Baal. Thousands of people had gathered there that day at the behest of Elijah. A representative from every family in Israel was there. Ahab was there, the most wicked, ungodly king that ever graced the throne of Israel. Along with 450 prophets of Baal. They've all gathered to the top of Mount Carmel. And Elijah steps out to address the people and said, if you'll look there in verse 21, he asked the question, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. There were a lot of problems in that day, much like it is today. The leadership had gone insane. He built a house to Baal and an altar to Baal, and he claimed that Baal had control over the weather. There are all kind of things being done right now. Billions of dollars is being spent on global warming because they think that man controls the weather. My friend, let me tell you something today. God is in control of his creation. If the weather is getting out of control, it's because God is doing it, and it's because that God is judging the world for sin. You see, 
Ahab claimed that Baal had control over the weather, and the end result of that was three and a half years of drought. And the situation got severe. All the rivers and streams had dried up. Animal carcasses laying everywhere. And now people were starving to death because of famine. You look at what's going on in our country today. Things has got so high, people are having to decide whether they're going to buy their medicine or whether they're going to buy some food to put on the table and eat. That's where we're at in our country right now. There's a famine in our country today. And it's all because of sin. Now, y'all know me. I don't like to get political. And I try to stay away from it, folks. But when sin is involved, you have to deal with it. And there's a lot of sin and decisions and things that are being made in our country today. It is sin. It's wrong. Ahab searched everywhere for a temporary fix to the problem. There was no solution. It was complicated. But when Elijah stepped up that day to the microphone and addressed all those thousands of people on top of Mount Carmel that day, he, he narrowed it down and made it real simple. He boiled it down to two categories. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal didn't follow him. Folks, let me tell you something today. When it comes to salvation... It's either Jesus Christ and him crucified, category number one. Category number two, everything else. The Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. You know, we've got some today who claim Jesus Christ, but at the same time, they believe that other religions can get people to heaven I'm concerned about such because Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven that's what he said I'm not saying that that's not my opinion that's not my thoughts that's what the word of God says Jesus said I'm the way the truth and the life no man comes unto the father but by me and for someone who says they're following Christ to say that these other ways can get you to heaven, they're deceived. And it's going to bring about a lot of trouble, folks. God's way has always been through and by the sacrifice. Right after the fall, Adam and Eve... They found themselves naked, and God killed an animal and took the coats of skins and covered Adam and Eve, and in that first offering up of a sacrifice, God instituted the Old Testament sacrificial system. He killed that animal. Blood was shed so that Adam and Eve, our first parents, could be covered. 
And my friend, today, the only way our sins can be covered is through and by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want your sin covered today, only Jesus Christ can do that. That sacrifice in the very beginning, it pointed to Christ and what he would do at Calvary. And Elijah told the people, if you'll look there in verse 23, Let them therefore give unto us two bullocks. Let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it in pieces, lay it on wood, put no fire under, and I'll do the same. Call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call upon the name of the Lord, the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. I want you to notice the number of times that Elijah uses the phrase, Put no fire under. Three times in these verses, he makes it clear to put no fire under. See, he was on to them. He knew what they were sneaking around behind the scenes and doing. You see, on their altar, they had a little trap door in the back. And at a given point in time, one of the priests would crawl up in that back door and with fire in his hands and he would light the fire up underneath that altar and it would give the illusion that this fire had just miraculously appeared. The Jewish Targum say that on this particular day when the priest went up in there, he died. He didn't ever get a chance to light the fire. But Elijah knew what they were going to try to do. And he was on to him. Put no fire under. He said, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And friend, let me tell you. The Bible says, if you look there in verse 26, they took the bullock, dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning till noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. Ever since the fall, man has sought after another way to solve his problems. When man noticed his nakedness on day one, he immediately went over there to a fig tree and tried to cover himself with fig leaves. It got the job done, but it irritated the skin. And that's man's solution to his problems. Every time he tries to solve a problem, it only irritates things and makes it worse. Why? Because he's only addressing symptoms of the problem. He's not addressing the real problem, which is sin. And the only way to address sin, ladies and gentlemen, is Jesus Christ and him crucified. And there is no other way. The man is forever trying to solve his problems, and there are no answers When man tries to solve his problems, these prophets of Baal, boy, did they ever more put on a show. Look, verse 26. Bible says they leaped upon the altar which was made. Verse 28. They cried aloud and cut themselves with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. Verse 29. They prophesied. But there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. The Holy Spirit 
only works within the confines of the finished work of Christ. When the preaching is focused on other things and the cross of Christ is ignored because it might offend somebody, the Holy Spirit will not move and work in such an atmosphere. And when that happens, man has to resort to entertainment. And God help us today, our churches are no longer a place of worship. Our churches have become an entertainment center. A lot of our churches don't even have altar calls anymore. Where people can come up to the altar and pray and seek God, pray through We don't call it an altar anymore. We call it a stage. Well, folks, a stage is a place where a performance is carried out. And people sit out there in the audience and they witness, they watch, they observe the entertainment that's being carried out upon the stage. Let me tell you something. Worshiping God is not something where you just sit back and watch and observe. Worshiping God is something that you participate in. And when you participate in it, the glory of God fills your soul. The depression has to go. Demon spirits have to go. Hell has to go. And you've entered into the presence of God. And the problems of the world have disappeared for a few moments because the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people let me tell you something the thing that you're going through right now your troubles your problems it ain't going to matter 60 years from now for most of you a hundred years from now it ain't going to matter for those of you that are saved your problems are over but for those of you understanding my voice today that are lost your problems are only beginning when you step into eternity you will be tormented day and night no rest boy these prophets of Baal they were dancing all around leaping on the altar and all this activity and the people sit back and watched and observed but there was no answer no answer And finally, Elijah said, that's enough. Church, it's time for us to stand up and say, that's enough. The carnival show that's going on in this country, that's enough. It's time to stop. It's time for God's people to stand up and say, enough is enough. He said, if you look there in verse 30, he called all the people together and he repaired the altar of the Lord. That was broken down. The altar of the Lord was supposed to be in Jerusalem. But the kings of Israel had made that very difficult for people to travel to Jerusalem and worship. Almost impossible. At some point in time, somebody went up on top of Mount Carmel and they built an altar unto the Lord so that they could have some semblance of worship. But this altar had been abandoned. 
and it was in this dilapidated condition. Hadn't been used, hadn't been maintained, fallen apart. It was symbolic of Israel abandoning God and His altar. And not using the altar of God and trusting the altar of God and what it represented. They no longer believed in Jehovah God and His sacrifice. The Bible says that Elijah repaired the broken down altar of the Lord. That was the first thing that he did. And friend, that's the first thing that the church needs to do today. We need to get back to the altar and pray. The situation that we find ourselves in today, folks, there's nothing we can do to solve the problem other than pray. But let me tell you, prayer is enough. Prayer changes things. God will move. God will work if we'll get back to the altar. Now, the altar back in those days was a place where a sacrifice was offered up for sin. The only way you're going to get to God is through and by the sacrifice, the altar of the cross. It's time for the church to repair the broken down altar of the Lord. All right. Verse 31. He took 12 stones, one for each one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and he built the altar of the Lord. Now, these 12 stones were the foundation of the altar. In God's redemption plan, he had to have a people for which he could give the word of God to and a people who would ultimately be used as the womb for the Messiah. Each one of these 12 tribes of Israel played their part somehow, some way, over a 1,600-year period of time, each one of these tribes played their part in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. What am I saying? Those 12 stones that made that altar, it was the foundation. And friends, 12 is God's number for government. Government. Government that is successful, government that is of God, has to have its foundation on Christ and Him crucified, the cross. Any government that is not built on that foundation is doomed to failure. And our government right now is drifting from the foundation for which this country was founded on, and we are failing it's time for the church to get back to those 12 stones, to rebuild the foundation, the undergirding foundation of the church is Christ and Him crucified. All right. Verse 32. He made a trench round about the altar. That trench symbolizes separation. 
We're living in an age where everything is all mixed up. And the church is all mixed up as well because there's no discernment. You know, the Bible says that you don't cast your pearls before the swine and you don't give that which is holy to the dogs. It's time for the church to draw a line of distinction between that which is of God and that which is of the world and be separate. The Bible says, come out from among the world and be ye separate saith the Lord, and I will receive you. If you want to be accepted of God today, there has to be certain efforts put in to separating yourself from that which is ungodly, from that which is evil, from that which is conducive to sin. Separation. He he dug that trench all the way around the altar. This, within these confines, right, this, is of God. This building, that building, that building over there, that parking lot, this area right here is designated for God. Dancing and secular music and worldly movies and all this kind of has no business being on the property of God. No cigarettes, no alcohol, no drugs. None of that. It has no place on God's property. You've got to draw that line of distinction, and you've got to stand your ground. This is of God. That is not. If you want to dance, you go down there to the hall. You don't, you don't do it here. I've had some folks to call me up and say, Preacher, we're going to have a wedding reception out there in the fellowship hall. Y'all going to be playing worldly music. Oh, yeah, we're going to play that. Well, you can't do it here. I've upset some folks, and they don't come here no more. But this is God's property. And that filth has no place on God's property. Now, if you'll come here and worship God, that's what the place is for. But you know what? The people that asked me to use facility ain't seen them in that building over there to worship God in years. Oh, they won't use fellowship hall to have a wedding reception. Did it upset me that they ain't coming? Well, they won't come in to start with. Oh, I know I done stepped in a pile. And some of you ain't going to put no more checks in the offering plate. I'm just telling you what the book said. We've got to draw a line of separation between that which is of God and that which is of the world. The boat rides upon the waves. It's surrounded by the water, and it's fine. But once that water ever gets in that boat, honey, it weighs it down, and it begins to sink. All right. Verse 33, he placed the wood in order. That wood typified the cross. That is God's divine order of victory. There is no victory outside the cross. He cut the bullock in pieces and laid it upon the altar. Verse 33 again. That typified Christ giving his all for the sins of mankind. That animal was cut all the way through its entrails was taken out it was cut up all to pieces it it, it symbolized that sin goes deeper than just what we see on the surface sin is far more than an act that you commit it is a nature the sin nature that drives the person to perform acts of sin it's deep 
But when Jesus Christ died on Calvary, he not only addressed the symptoms of the problem and forgive you of your sins, but he also opened up the way for the Holy Spirit to come in your heart and life and bind up that sin nature, which is your problem. He cut the bullock in pieces, laid it upon the altar. Then he filled four barrels with water, poured it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Water was scarce. Three and a half years of drought. Elijah, you want us to do what? We can't find no water anywhere, and you want us to get all these barrels of water and pour it on the sacrifice. Yep. Elijah, that's a waste. It's not a waste. Anything you give to God, any money that you give to a church that is preaching the cross is not a waste. And God will reward you openly one day for your support. The water typified the word of God. Being poured upon the sacrifice and the wood and it went all down in the trench. It was a type of Christ. Everything he did was according to the word of God. Everything. And church, everything that we do has to be according to the word of God. Everything was saturated, typified the word. And then Elijah prayed, if you look there in verse 36. And in verse 38, the Bible says that the fire of the Lord fell. What was the fire? What did the fire typify? Come on back next week and I'll tell you. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.